What's up, y'all? This is Worth More Than a Voice Note. A space where two friends discuss their life experiences in the hopes to continue to inspire themselves and others to be silenced no more. Stay tuned. We got something good for you. This time, we're going to get through this, and Leela is not going to have any mic troubles. We're going to speak that into existence it's today. It's secured. We always say it's secured, and then your thing goes down. Well, no, I never said it was secured before. This time, I think it's secured. It's crooked, but secured. Why you say secured like that? Secured. Secured. <laughs> it's secure. Oh my god. Alright, so last episode we talked about inner peace, gaining inner mm-hmm. peace within yourself, how to kind of cultivate that energy. Yeah. Using what? big words. <laughs> <laughs> how to how to transfer that energy from your home to your workplace to in between places. Everywhere. Yeah. So this time we're gonna talk about like Emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. emotional unavailability, mm. reciprocity, reciprocity, <laughs> and then like kind of like communication with like your friends and just other relationships as well. So reciprocating energy, yeah, is a is going to be a big reoccurring topic in this episode. So yeah, we didn't even sing a song this time. Wow, that's crazy. I don't even have a song that would go to this. I was playing some songs on the way here. What's a song I could sing? It, it needs to be random. I was playing Lady London. Oh, I need to listen to more of her stuff. I just like the verse from The Girls by Sierra. I don't like that. You like that song? Not really. It's it's interesting, but I like her verse. I like um my favorite song by her. Now, freestyle why I like I like um what is, I think it's called like pop, pop your shit mm-hmm. or pop that shit, something like that. I think that's, yeah, I like that song. And then I like um, her like Lady Lo- Lady London, the Boss Tapes album. Mm. So like Black Love, banger. Ooh. Lemon lemon Pepper Wet, banger. Lemon Pepper. Um, and then Lisa's story. And then Lady Who? Le- no, Lady What? Who is Lisa? Lady Who? It was just like a... um. <laughs> It was kind of like one of those songs where it's like a script kind of song. So, like, she'd be like, girl, let me tell you about this guy that I met. What up, L? Hope you're talking about a guy with a check. <laughs> so, like, it's like a kind of like a dialogue, dialect back and forth between her. I said dialect. Dialogue between her and her friend to start off with. And then it goes to between her and the guy. <laughs> but I like that song. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Lady London. What's the like funniest line you've heard from like one of those dialogue? If it was that song or any song, or just one that like really had you like wow. I was listening to there's I a, can't think. There's the an artist. Her name's Kayit. I think she's like her her like heritage is like Papua New Guinea, and I think she lives in Australia. Uh huh. But it's like a little skin there too, and you just hear like one person talking. And they're talking about their friend dating a someone horrible. Uh-huh. He was like, "What did he say?" Oh gosh, I'm gonna mess it up. Like he looked like a sack of nickels. 
Oh, not the nickels. Okay, okay, okay. I think I think I know it now. So she be describe like she be talking to her friend about the guy and his girl. It's in the Lisa story one, and she was like, um, they was talking about how like the girl is like cutthroat, and she was like, she sent them a picture in the group chat. She was like, let me take a picture, send it to the group chat or something like that. And then it was like, um. Dang, hold on. I got to figure out the exact words. Because I don't know why. It's like I can't remember the exact words because I was literally rapping the song word for word. Um, She was like. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, she was like the girl name is Diamond. And she was like, she crazy. And then she was like, um, she was pretty much saying that like Diamond was talking to this one guy or whatever. And she got her new man to like kill that nigga. <laughs> She was like, she was like, no, six feet under deep, like, like his picture on a shirt, like that's what he did. And I was like, oh. And then the other song, <laughs> on her other song, um, "Pop Your Shit," she was like, <laughs> she was talking about what did she say? Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to get to that. I got to. And she was like, I could never talk to the little homie, the little guy that got to wait for the other ones to pick up the tab. I said, I, I said, know, oh, gosh. I don't. <laughs> like, little homie, like, he don't really got no money, but he wait for his friends to pay the tab. Oh. Yeah, so she was pretty much saying, like, I could never talk to little homie, the little guy. They got to wait for the rest of them to pick up the tab. In my head, I was imagining someone, like, sh- really, really short. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I did not get it. I did not get it. <laughs> she was like, and then she was like, you think you big meat? It's a big reach. You's a big bitch. Start calling you big sis. I oh. said, oh, my God. <laughs> big sis. She said, you think you big meat? Mm, mm, that's a big reach. You think big bitch. I'm calling you big sis. Wow. Yeah. So I like her. I like her. I think this one, it says... I don't like the way they treat you. They treat you like a bag of nickels. I like nickels. <laughs> That's a bag of nickels. No, I was watching this. This is super off talk but from what we're supposed to be talking about. But I was watching this TikTok. And you know how, like, people from, like, other countries will, like, ask them questions about, like, the U.S.? Mm-hmm. So this was, like, taking base in London. And he was like, how many states does the U.S. have? She was like, seven. No, ten. Oh. So then. He was like, "What president is on a nine dollar bill, baby? We ain't got that." She was like, <laughs> "She was like, George Washington." Go ahead. Then she and was walk like, "Don't leave, walk away." <laughs> he asked her. He was like, "Who was our first president?" She said, "Barack Obama." <laughs> he did, and mind you, he did not say first black. He just said first president. And then there was one other one other question I cannot remember, but like she totally got it wrong, and I was just like. Oh, she was like, what's the, he was like, what's the biggest state? She was like, the Bronx, the Bronx. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, because that's where Krishan from. I was like, Krishan's from Baltimore. <laughs> is she from the Bronx? <laughs> no. <laughs> Krishan is from Baltimore. I said, oh, my God. I think that's interesting. Not that, you know, we, we expect non-Americans to know about our map, but. It just be really funny. Yeah, I mean, that's like if somebody was to ask me about stuff in the UK, like I wouldn't know the answers to it. Most of it, like, but I was just like, it was just completely, like, no idea. Tragic. I was like seven, seven states. 
Really? Then she changed her answer to 10. I said, baby, that's still wrong. So. Gotta go a little higher. But yeah, so now to actually get into the topic (laughs) of this episode. So we'll start off by, let me go to my, let me pull it up. Because I took a screenshot of it. So on Google, on the helpguide.org. It says, what is emotional intelligence, or EQ is what it can also be referred to. Emotional intelligence is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. Let me me repeat them things for y'all, because a lot of y'all is lacking in emotional intelligence. Or maybe lacking in some part of the emotional intelligence. But relieving stress, communicating effectively, empathizing with others, overcoming your challenges, and diffusing conflicts. And we put that out there because there is a lot of the times like when you're having like relationships, friendships, whatever. It's like, for me for instance, when I'm trying to talk to a guy or I'll be like, you know, in the dating world, I'll be like, oh, I wonder if this person is, like, emotionally intelligent. Like, do they know how to communicate effectively? And, like, before reading that definition, like, when I thought about emotional intelligence, it was just more so, like, are you able to, like, effectively communicate your emotions? So, like, if you're upset or you're mad or you're sad or whatever, like, can you effectively communicate that with somebody else? And if somebody is, like, upset, do you know how to, like, properly deal with, that person's emotions Mm -hmm. so like not just having that wall up that like oh i'm not gonna cry because that makes me a simp or that makes me you know weak or whatever like for real because at at some point you're gonna have to let it out anyway but i think that was like more so my definition of like emotional intelligence and i guess there's more to it like based off what i just read than just being able to like effectively communicate your like emotions or just effectively communicating in general when you're emotional read it again the whole thing i got you i got you emotional intelligence otherwise as emotional quotient or eq quotient yeah Mm. quotient is the ability to understand use and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress communicate effectively empathize with others overcome challenges and diffuse conflict. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Understanding. That's a big piece right there. Mm-hmm. Understanding, using, and managing one's own emotions. emotions. Positive in a po- Yes, in a positive way. I think that's, I think, we got to, this is a whole definition you got to break down. Because, <laughs> like, first you start off with understanding it. Like, are you able to, like, understand or, like, like not understand but well not it is understand. (laughs) (laughs) are you able to like feel your emotions and understand why you're feeling that way yes what they are why you're feeling that way like what caused it like understanding that port like that portion of it Mm -hmm. and then being able to manage it like dang all right i'm feeling upset Mm -hmm. but now i gotta like manage my emotions and be able to use that in a positive way like that's just so 
just those three things right there, you, understanding, using, and managing. Because mm-hmm. so many people can like, or I might understand why I'm like why I'm upset, but am I able to manage it and use it to have a positive outcome? Or even, I mean, I think sometimes it may not actually be a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you, I mean, anything can happen. You can still be upset. And just because you know you're upset and why you're upset mm-hmm. and you communicate to other people, you may not still get the outcome that you want. But mm-hmm. I guess it's giving, we have those words, like giving it fidelity. So like you are basically just staying true to your emotions and communicating effectively and doing it in the proper, effective, respectful, mm-hmm. nice way. Mm-hmm. Instead of not being like, oh, I'm upset. Let me just bring, yeah, spaz out, bring everybody else down because, like, I don't know how to manage my emotions. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) I was actually we're supposed to say spaz because you remember uh, whose song was that in Lizzo's song? Was it in a Beyonce song? And some people were like upset, like the computer, some community, like the epileptic (laughs) community. Because I guess spaz was like associated with seizures and. Okay, well, let me not use the word spaz and just be like, (laughs) let me tweak out (laughs) because I don't know how to manage my emotions. If we offended anybody, we do apologize. People who are addicted to drugs will be offended by that. Tweak? (laughs) Man, disclaimer. (laughs) Like we said in the first episode, anything that we say. It ain't to offend nobody, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, being like those are like three main things. But then it's like after you sit here and like understand it, use it, and manage it, then there's like the stress, communicating, empathizing, challenges, and conflict that mm-hmm. you gotta like tackle within that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think so. When I look at this definition, I guess if you are able to get through the first couple parts of understanding and managing and using for your own self, then that is what would help you in doing the rest of the rest of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go back to understanding because I feel like a lot of people, sometimes it goes over their heads. Mm-hmm. Some people actually don't know what emotions are mm-hmm. or like their ideas of emotions are flawed. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that people's emotions aren't valid, but sometimes we will think that we are angry, but in reality, we could be like frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like there are different. There's a lot of obviously there are a lot of different worlds. Not well words. Mm-hmm. A lot of different words, and some of them can be better used to describe how we are feeling. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, our feelings could present as one thing on the outside, but if we get to the root of it, then mm-hmm. we realize it's something completely different or something a lot more sad mm-hmm. like a lot of times people will always typically have to like present angry or irritable but it could be that they feel alone lonely mm-hmm. defeated and they kind of like lash out yeah and because we we react differently to how we respond and some people they don't understand that they don't know it so they don't know to look within they don't know to separate themselves to to figure out what it is they just always have the the rough tough angry exterior mm-hmm. so there's something out there maybe i don't know i don't know well we could post it when we post um post us on the page but there's a thing called a feelings wheel you can google it it'll be a lot of different types but in the center of it it starts off with maybe i don't know six words mm-hmm. and then it goes out in those six words like angry sad happy um i don't know some other ones then it goes out to a bigger circle and then an even bigger circle 
and it just breaks down into a lot of different words. Mm-hmm. And that can also help you when you're trying to vocalize your feelings, even if you're just doing this to yourself. So if you're angry, maybe you're frustrated or annoyed. Mm-hmm. Maybe you feel unheard. Mm-hmm. So it just keeps going, <laughs> going, going until it gets to like the root thing. So that can be a good graphic to look at if you're like having a hard time processing feelings or putting a word to what feelings are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, and I agree with that because like a lot of people, like I feel like they lash out or they do certain things because they don't truly understand like why they're feeling that way, mm-hmm. which is like a very big first step. So it's like for somebody who has like anger issues, like they might just be like, oh, I'm an angry person, but like, they might not understand it. It could be from trauma that they haven't healed from or, like, other experiences that they've gone through that they don't fully understand or, like, I don't know, They they daddy left them and now they don't understand why and then it just causes some long-ended trauma or, you know, stuff like that. So definitely, like how you said, like, understanding. A lot of people don't fully understand their emotions is, like, a big step within that. And then even after that, if they even if they do understand it, a lot of them like like we said, they have anger issues, so they might understand it, but then they don't manage it well. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I'm upset. So instead of like trying to pick myself up outside of this, like me being upset, let me just carry that into my day and like upset other people in the process of it because you don't know how to like manage your emotions mm-hmm. and like properly communicate that with other people like if you're upset and you can communicate that with other people and then they're kind of just like okay like I'm gonna just let you chill out for the day but instead it's like for instance let's say you with somebody y'all dating you know they upset or you don't even know that they're upset and you like asking them if they're good and they're like yeah I'm fine and then like you know some people might be like well do you want to talk about it like is there anything I could do and then I might just like kind of like keep asking like if you're okay or if you're good and then you end up getting upset or getting mad because you didn't effectively communicate that you were, like, feeling a type of way. Right. So I think that's, like, a big thing with, like, managing your emotions is, like, just being able to communicate that with the other people. Mm -hmm. And even if you, like, don't want to explicitly tell other people, like, hey, I'm not feeling well, you having the awareness to know, like, okay, I'm not in a good mood, so maybe let me not put myself in all these social positions where I have to be communicating or talking or socializing with other people. If you know you want to be by yourself and not talk to nobody, mm-hmm. then isolate a little bit more, you know, take some time to yourself, whether it's, like, completely staying at home, having a day to yourself, like, you can do that. And I think people sometimes get caught up in wanting to, like satisfy other people as far as like <laughs> like people pleasers mm-hmm, or just like um like oh if i don't show up for lunch then they're gonna think something wrong with me first of all something is wrong so <laughs> go ahead i'm gonna go to lunch whenever but just like sometimes it's hard for us to honor our emotions or deal with it on our own because mm-hmm. we're still trying to suppress them to satisfy someone else or to to make show face for someone else yeah and i think it's like especially like when you're like, sometimes when you're, like, in relationships, you're, like, okay, this person might be upset. Like, maybe you're both upset or something. So, let's say you, like, you're with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, and you're both upset. And, like, you're trying to kind of, like, I guess help that person out. But instead of, like, helping them, you're kind of, like, or 
in helping them, you're not really helping yourself. So then you're just making yourself more upset because like you're not being heard and then you're kind of trying to help them and then you're kind of like suppressing your feelings to try to help them, which is like another way of just like being able to connect effectively communicate that like even though we're both upset like this might be something where we just gotta like separate for a sec Mm -hmm. pull together what we're trying to say and then come back together so that we can like effectively communicate that we're both feeling some type of way yeah it's definitely okay to take breaks and conversations um like if you if you know things are tense and heated go take a breather Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that the other person is going to forget what the conversation was about and if you do write it down if you if it will slip like if you forget what you were mad about Mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't anything to stress about in the first place but if it's something that was serious and important you are going to remember it and then you can just reconvene and be at a place where you are calm and actually able to talk and listen Mm -hmm. and resolve a conflict yeah and i will say like what they say like the four domains of like emotional intelligence intelligence is is like self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and then relationship um, management. So it's like if you're having like these emotions or feeling this way, like you like before you sit here and be like, oh, let me try to like manage it. Let me be self-aware first mm-hmm. and then go into that mindset of like self-management And then sometimes, like, if you're in a social environment, you got to see, like, what else is going on in that social environment and have that social awareness in order to be like, do I need to remove myself from this situation or do can I continue to be in this situation? And if you continue to be in that situation, like, how are you going to manage how you communicate with those friendships, relationships, whatever? Like, Mm -hmm. how are you going to do that? And I'm not just saying, like, oh, you're at a party, somebody wishes a drink on your shoe, now you're upset, like, it could be something so literal as that or something more, like, figuratively where, like, nothing physically happened, but maybe there's just an emotion that you're dealing with and, Mm -hmm. like, you're in a relationship. So that could just be something. Or even if it's just an emotion where, like, you're by yourself and you want to deal with it, and then, you know, if it was to happen again or reoccur with something else, then, like, you know how to deal with that in a social environment yeah and just anywhere too i think outside of a social environment whether it's in public or in private i think that's the important thing because like going back to recognizing your specific emotion and what it's specifically tied to mm-hmm. then you like will help you figure out like how to resolve it like you're saying mm-hmm. so if i know that i'm not just sad mm-hmm. and that i feel maybe I feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. So that's or embarrassed like, or something yeah, like that. But you get like two different ideas. Like if I say the word sad mm-hmm. or if I say the word ashamed, like they kind of fall in the same category, but that's two different things. Yeah. So now that I know that I'm ashamed, it's like, okay, well, what am I ashamed about? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like ashamed there. is like a very, like more direct than like sad. Mm-hmm. Cause I could be sad, but I could be like, I could physically be like, Something bad happened mm-hmm. that didn't have anything to do with like somebody passed away. I'm up, like I'm sad about that. But then it's like ashamed is like a whole deeper thing within you being sad because you don't have to be sad and be ashamed. But you like when you're kind of ashamed, like sometimes that emotion that comes in mm-hmm. is like sadness. It'll present as that. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like a subcategory of it. Yeah. So when you know the root, then you know like okay. 
maybe it is that I'm lonely. So what do I need to do if I'm lonely? I need mm-hmm. to spend time with my loved ones or mm-hmm. surround myself with these people. And going back to like what you were just saying, like if you know how you're feeling or, or getting to be able, being able to identify it, then you can help solve it. Mm-hmm. And I think when I, when I read or heard like the social awareness, that also just kind of reminded me about how, just like how people, I guess, behave in different social settings mm-hmm. so you ever been to like a laid-back setting but then you have that one person who's just like off the wall mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe like something completely different so also just kind of kind of like reading the room and mm-hmm. does your energy match the energy of the, yeah. the room not that you have to suppress or hide yourself but but then sometimes like you might just not carry yourself differently but mm-hmm. you might adjust how you're going to act yeah. in that situation based off your social awareness yeah. and like a very out there example can be like you know you go to a funeral mm-hmm. and everybody's like sad and looking don't down. come up in there trying to rap and you, and you <laughs> laughing and like yeah match <laughs> match the room a little bit like just, just read the room go, just want to be a little bit <laughs> yeah and i think there was a whole thought that i was about to have before you said that <laughs> it'll come back to me it'll come back to me oh I was about to say, like, sometimes that could also be hard for some people because a lot of people don't have, like, that social awareness. Mm -hmm. Like, they might be socially awkward or they might just not know how to deal with, like, Mm -hmm. social environments. So, like, that's a big one when, like, being in these types of situations. It's like, if if you know that you're self-aware in the sense of, like, you don't like being around big crowds. So, like, and you know that you have that social awkwardness when you're in a big crowd, you might be more self-aware to be like, all right, I might not go into big crowds a lot. And if I do, I know that, like, I have to manage myself mm-hmm. in a different way than I normally would because I have that social awkwardness or or because I don't have a good gauge with social awareness. Yeah. That reminds me, too, of just, like, continuing to live life. So sometimes when we go through life, we change. Even just getting older, we change, whether it's, like, our memory. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you'll hear out people who are depressed, they tend to forget a lot of things. So whether it's, like, related to um illness disorder medical or mental Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to change how we do life or change how we exist Mm -hmm. so we're able to still do it so like if you know that you have like that social piece Mm -hmm. but you still want to go and have fun go and have fun but you know just be aware of yourself and carry things with you Mm -hmm. or know that you can leave Mm -hmm. or if you need to step away for a second yeah that way you are still immersed in life you're not just completely shutting yourself off from anything and anyone Mm -hmm. and I think like even if you like have somebody to be there with you that you know like for me for instance like if I'm going out somewhere I don't really like going out by myself to Mm -hmm. different places because like I know for me like I'm not going to be the type to just go and talk to random people and I feel more comfortable like even if there's a big crowd I feel more comfortable if somebody I know is with me Mm -hmm. so like even if that's something that you have to do so that you feel more comfortable in those social in, yeah. like environments and you are so like you're self-aware that like all right I don't want to be in this type of environment by myself but mm-hmm. I know I have to live life so let me see if somebody else can go with me and then like if they can't and if you still want to try to try it out you can but you just have to be aware that like if it becomes overwhelming or if it becomes like all right this ain't fun no more like <laughs> <laughs> let me go ahead and go home so that's kind of like the whole aspect of like emotional intelligence but then you kind of have the second part of like different types of emotional so like you have that emotional unavailability 
which in that sense refers to someone who doesn't respond to your emotional cues. An emotional unavailable person has persistent difficulty expressing or handling emotions and getting emotional close to other people. So I think with that one, it's like, for instance, if you're, if I'm sitting here like saying to you that like, oh, I've been going through this and you know, like it's really upsetting me and like you laugh, then like your emotional, like you're not really being available for my emotional cues mm-hmm. or like my emotional needs. Cause in that moment, I don't need nobody to laugh at me. Mm-hmm. Like I need somebody to sit here and be like, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? Right. Like something like that. So I think a lot of the times that ties in with that emotional intelligence because of that social awareness part and that whole like effective communication part. Cause it's like, if you see that I'm going through this, mm-hmm. why are you coming over here trying to track, <laughs> trying to try to say some jokes or something mm-hmm. like that ain't gonna help me. And I think like, With that whole part of the emotional unavailability, I think a lot of people, not with just, you know, the emotional cues part of somebody else, I think a lot of the times they themselves have an issue with, like, expressing their own emotions Mm -hmm. because either they think they're weak or something like that. And I feel like a lot of men, and I hate this word so much, but a lot of men, when they get into relationships, they sit here and they're like, oh, I don't want to be emotional. I don't want to cry because it makes me a simp. No, it doesn't. You better cry. It's like, I feel like when a man cries, that I just see that as you are a real man mm-hmm. for the sense that, like, you can sit here and, like, cry out your emotions and know at the end of the day that your masculinity is still intact. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're sitting here talking about something, oh, I can't cry because it's going to make me a simp. Baby, are you a man or are you a boy? <laughs> are you a man or are you a boy? Do you really know how to deal with your emotions Mm -hmm. because people think vulnerability is weak Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's like the social stigma or whatever but do you know what it takes like you yourself know what it takes to even first of all even within yourself if Mm -hmm. it's just you looking in the mirror you know what it takes and how hard it can be to even acknowledge your feelings to yourself exactly and then acknowledge your feelings to To somebody else and then possibly being judged by that other person for feeling that way like that takes so much courage and you're still speaking your mind exactly even when, like, you're voicing your opinion, like, so many people are afraid to voice their opinions or afraid to, like, share how they feel in a group setting because mm-hmm. they're scared that somebody's going to judge what they're saying or somebody's going to have, like, something bad to say about it. But it's like, if you're able, and I read this somewhere, it's like, when you're able to give out those emotions or whatever and say how you feel about something, but then take, like, be able to take criticism is like a part of like emotional intelligence as well. Cause like if you know your strengths, strengths and wit, uh, weaknesses mm-hmm. and you're talking to somebody, giving your opinion, blah, 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 blah. And this might be one of your weaknesses and they come back and like counteract your opinion or something like that, which everybody's entitled to their opinion right. and they counteract your opinion or counteract whatever you're saying, but you are able to like understand it and credit, like take that criticism mm-hmm. instead of just being like, no, nah, man, I ain't listening to you. I ain't listening to you. Because, like, then that starts to come back to that part of not having your self-awareness or not being emotionally intelligent. Because now you're not even able to take criticism, criticism on what your strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Which is one of, like, the seven ways that you are, like, emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Criticism is hard. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, well, just, like, going back to what I just said, like, it's hard to, it's hard to live life. Mm-hmm. To, or and you know you just get 
caught up with wanting to do well or wanting to be successful mm-hmm. and you put all your energy into doing that and being your idea of that. And sometimes it doesn't match up with other people think. And sometimes their their thoughts are flawed, but we always, whether it's like self-comparison or just letting other people to rain on our parade type of thing, we look to other people sometimes as a guide or or just maybe for even for validation. I think that's what I'm getting to, mm-hmm. like for validation. And yeah, it can be nice to have people who agree with you and who tell you that you're doing a good job, but we also have to be aware of, like she said, our strengths and weaknesses, be aware of our accomplishments and just us in general. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, nobody's asking you to be perfect. Nobody's asking you to do this and that. Like mm-hmm. it's just more so being self-aware to know like what is like, what's things that I can do better. And when people like, and I think also with criticism, it comes in with the aspect of like, how is that person display or not displaying, but how are they like coming to you about it? If it's coming, like, if they're coming in in a positive way, like, you know, I saw you doing this, but maybe you can, like, or maybe it'll be better if you do this or something like that. Like, if they're mm-hmm. coming in in, a, like, a positive way, in, like, a like a affirming way, it's a lot yeah. different than, like, coming in, like, a condescending way. Right. Like definitely. So I think with criticism, it's, it really depends on, like, how that person's tone of voice and how that person is approaching the situation. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to take criticism from somebody that's like, man, that shit was horrible. Like, <laughs> you need to do it like this because, like, <laughs> the way you're doing it, it, it ain't never going to work. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's certain ways of, like, criticizing somebody. And I think also with doing that, that also ties into, like, having that emotional intelligence to be able to effectively communicate how you're feeling. So, if, like, somebody did, like... I don't know what's a something that you would criticize at this moment. I can't think, but if I'm doing this and you're like, you know, I think you should do it more like this. And, you know, it made me, when you did this, it made me feel this way. And they're like effectively communicating how it made them feel. And then you're taking that criticism and learning from it in a positive way compared to like, man, that thing was horrible and I don't even like it mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Cause then it's like, it made you obviously it made you feel bad or it made you feel horrible but you there's a different way to communicate that right. to tie in that emotional intelligence part mm-hmm. of like understanding your feelings and managing them mm-hmm. and then being able to use those feelings to help somebody better themselves with that criticism something that i say a lot is that how people respond to mm-hmm. you it will show you how and who they are mm-hmm. so if you're in a moment of like bearing your soul to somebody or pre- making having a presentation mm-hmm. and they come back like in that condescending manner don't take that to, to heart about yourself that mm-hmm. shows you that they're lacking in a skill yeah you know because i'm not going around speaking down to other people mm-hmm. because i care about them i care like i'm yeah. a nice person and i think having and that's i feel like that's something i don't know if that's really come up but with um emotional intelligence is like you have a regard for other people mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that i automatically like everyone or that i'm going to be like you get a hundred dollars you get a hundred dollars but it just means like i recognize myself as a human being who is worthy and i see people no matter who they are i see them as also as a human being mm-hmm. who's also like that worthy empathy. of respect yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is yeah. which is one of the the parts of emotional mm-hmm. intelligence yeah. yeah so just carrying that around mm-hmm. a lot of people get confused about empathy so they confuse empathy with sympathy so em- mm-hmm. sympathy when we already always kind of associate that with like 
sadness, feels, mm-hmm. whatever, because you're sad for someone. Mm-hmm. But to empathize, you are feeling with them. Mm-hmm. So even if you haven't personally had the experience that they have had, maybe you can try to understand it. Mm-hmm. It's you trying to understand. It's like how they putting feel. yourself in their shoes, yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. to be like, "Dang, you're going through this, and like, I'm there for you." But mm-hmm. like, but then like. Then it kind of ties in that sympathy part because if I'm sitting here saying like, oh, I'm there for you during this moment, blah, 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 like it kind of like, oh, I'm just, you know, so it's kind of like it's and like I said, well, like you said, it does get kind of confused a lot, like the two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like My empathy. Yeah. <laughs> there's also um, there's a, a woman out there. She's a social worker. Her name is Brene Brown, mm-hmm. B-R-E-N-E brown and she has this really good video out there about empathy and sympathy and just kind of showing the differences out there so there are different resources out there like ted talks or whatever that can help you understand these words these phrases and not only understand that but i guess show you examples of them in use because mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> our thoughts of course are are just limited in what we know in our experiences and our knowledge and and whatnot so yeah no we're not the end all be all you can take this knowledge that we're passing to you or sharing our knowledge with you and to do your own research if you are about bettering yourself and promoting positivity in the world you know Mm -hmm. and then this definition that i found so like the definition of sympathy is just acknowledging that the other person is going through an emotional or physical Mm -hmm. struggle supporting them and then giving them comfort but empathy is like a step more than that in actually understanding what the other person is feeling because you've had a similar experience or you're able to put yourself in their shoes like Mm -hmm. we said so it's kind of like sympathy is like that first step and then like really putting Mm -hmm. yourself in them in their shoes and understanding why they feel like that is like that deeper step that Mm -hmm. makes it empathy instead of sympathy And sometimes it's hard to empathize because if you like really take that definition literally and you're trying to remember or like remember how you felt when you had a similar experience, maybe you haven't had a similar experience, but maybe you've had a negative experience and you knew how you felt for that. And even though it was completely different, Mm -hmm. you knew how it affected you. And sometimes empathizing is just like, you know, I don't know how you feel, but like I I can see that you're hurting. Yeah. And I'm here for you. Like Mm -hmm. we don't have to have the answers. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes what people struggle with is like for people pleaser type of people, Mm -hmm. it's like you're trying to empathize with somebody, but like sometimes you have never been in that situation. So you can't really give them an answer. Like, (laughs) for instance, like if you have a friend who has lost a parent or something like that, Mm -hmm. I can't I can't fully understand that or Mm -hmm. empathize with that because I've never been in that type of situation. Mm -hmm. Like I can give you my sympathy and I can tell you like, you know, if you need anything, I got you. Like, let me know if you need something. But like, I can't fully put myself in your shoes because Mm -hmm. I haven't dealt with that. And that's okay to not have dealt with that and not to be able to fully empathize with them. But it's like letting them know that you're there for them and that you will help them whenever they need it. Like Mm -hmm. that's still just as important. Because you don't want to fake empathize with somebody and be like, yeah, girl, you know, I remember when that happened to me. Girl, that ain't happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like, didn't I just see your mama yesterday? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? So it's like, so yeah, it's just, it's kind of like just, you don't want to fake it to make it just to make them feel better. Mm -hmm. But you just want to genuinely be like, you know, I, I truly don't understand how that feels. But if you need anything, I'm there. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of that big difference. Yeah. 
But I think a lot of the times with that empathy aspect is like how you like sometimes or sympathy in a sense, well, either one of them, like when you're going through something and you have those friends that kind of like reciprocate that energy, for instance. So it's like if I'm going through something, they know that like or if they're going through something, they know that like I'm always be there. Like if they need something, I'm there. Mm -hmm. And then being able to have that same energy giving back to you. It's kind of like that relationship management part of being emotionally unavailable or emotionally intelligent. But like like I said, the four the four domain or the fourth domain of that emotional unavailability was the relationship management part. So it's like a lot of people who are emotionally unavailable, they struggle with reciprocating that same energy that you might be giving them. Which is like a big thing and like friendships a big thing and that can be a big thing in relationships too mm-hmm. um it could be just a big thing in any type of well when I said relationship like boyfriend girlfriend whatever but it could be any type of relationship that you have so it's like if I'm that friend that's always being there for you because I know I have that I'm emotionally available mm-hmm. so it's like and then in a sense it's like dang well are you like are you not being there for me because you don't have that emotional like are you emotionally unavailable Mm -hmm. or is it just because you have like a lack of concern or you just or a lack of regard yeah so it's like what's what's the real kind of like root of that and a lot of times like it makes you feel a certain type of way of like you're always there for people Mm -hmm. but they cannot reciprocate that energy for you yeah it sucks it's not a good feeling (laughs) So figure yourself out so you can be a good friend. No. <laughs> Not so you can be a good friend. But do you, so you well first of all, just so you can be good to yourself. Forget mm-hmm. being good for other people. Can you do you want to be good for yourself? Because you can have a self relationship. Yeah. Like self love and, and Yeah. Just like they say, like you are what you eat. Putting that energy into yourself mm-hmm. so that you can give that energy out. Mm-hmm. Have you had like an experience where you felt that you were going through something and maybe you weren't getting that same energy that you normally gave out to people? Um, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to, I was like thinking about like a example, like a specific, like a, a, a good example of uh-huh. that. <clears throat> and I feel like my voice is always gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I be doing through the week. They got my throat hanging up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> what's the question again say it again um have you ever had like a situation where (laughs) or a friendship where you felt like you were giving a whole bunch of energy and they weren't really reciprocating that energy back to you i feel like i've had a lot of friendships like that Mm -hmm. but or just like even not necessarily i guess emotionally i feel like growing up i ain't had the best of friends always Mm -hmm. or it was just that being a friend of convenience Mm -hmm. and then you don't really realize that when you're in it until like years later you're like Oh, I was a token. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But, wow. Um, I feel like I feel like there have been like you know if you feel like you you are the person who who is reaching out. Mm-hmm. So you are the one who is initiating the conversation always, who's doing the first 
and not mm-hmm. that you have to you know we always get into that especially if you're dating like oh did they text you first or did they, did they text you first and mm-hmm. it is not and it's not because of that it's just because if i'm the only thing that's keeping this friendship going mm-hmm. then what is it here for so yeah. if, if i just even if it's not intentionally if i get caught up with my own job or anything like that and that stops me from from messaging you or reaching out to you and then i don't hear from you mm-hmm. especially if i know that everything is okay in your life mm-hmm. and then it could be something where things are rough for you as well so that stops you from reaching back out mm-hmm. and i think sometimes i struggle because i feel like even when things are rough for me mm-hmm. or when i'm stressed like i still will reach, reach out, out to, to them mm-hmm. so i guess sometimes i also expect for them to do that to me like even if they are going for a rough going through a rough patch mm-hmm. like i want them to reach out to me as well i know that's not realistic mm-hmm. you know whatever i don't know everyone's gonna do that and then i just have to manage that within myself so going back to the self and just like understanding that and giving people their space while at the same time knowing that i have certain boundaries and certain standards that i want for myself Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to make that known yeah yeah and i would say i would say like have do you think that you've ever intentionally so like how you were saying that you know i'm the one that always messaged you first right have you ever intentionally Took like taken away, yes. and that's not even a bad. I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I've done it as well. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, not that you put that person to a test, but like, have you ever done that intentionally to see if like you were the only one bringing, yes, or keeping the friendship going? Yes, mm-hmm. I have, and I feel like I've done it like at least a couple times, mm-hmm. and not in a test way, but I think I've just done. I've just I feel like one way. I think it just happened. Another way, I, I feel like I had a thought of, I just want to see what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, just out of genuine curiosity. Yeah. And it didn't, like, make me upset. Mm-hmm. It was just something that I observed because at the end of the day, like, I still knew this person. I knew that they were my friend. And it wasn't, like, a fault on their part. Mm-hmm. That just kind of was their personality. And sometimes, also, I think we get into, like, a habit. Mm-hmm. Um like we get into the habit like we know that i don't know every thursday when this tv show come on that i know i watch my friend every thursday she gonna mm-hmm. hit me up like just like we get into habits or we naturally just know when people are going to respond or times mm-hmm. of the day that they're available <clears throat> and then even past that like i know my friend i've been around her been around her family like i know her character so i knew it wasn't anything to slight me mm-hmm. however it still made me feel some type of way mm-hmm. and then i got to a place where i had to communicate that to her and i was like um I don't know. I think I think you may have mentioned like I haven't heard from you in a while, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I wanted to see what you was gonna do, mm-hmm. and I think it did make her feel the type of way. And I was like, I'm sorry you felt that type of way, but you I've know, been feeling I feel like that type yeah. of way when I'm the only one doing this. And I think a lot of times people would just cut off friendships when they don't seem to be working out. Mm-hmm. But y'all be giving that nigga a chance after chance, like, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but like. I think if you have friendships, especially if it's one that's spanned over years, like yeah. you definitely can have conflict, resu- like conflict and conflict resolution. Like you definitely can have things that bother you because y'all aren't the same people that y'all were 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. And I have a friendship that's coming up eight years. Mm-hmm. So we've been through ups and downs, continue to learn about each other and experience life with each other and continue to have conversations mm-hmm. about how we can be better people and how we can be better friends to each other yeah and i think that's very necessary especially as adults especially as adult black women mm-hmm. in this day and age like you have to have um 
communication with your friends. Yeah, and sometimes you got to have those difficult conversations. Yeah. And I think, like, because, like, as adults, it's like, when you were, okay, for instance, you were in high school, the only real concerns you had was, like, oh, let me make sure I do my homework. And if you mm-hmm. play some sports, let me make sure that I practice for my sports or whatever. Yeah. So it's like you didn't have all these outside factors let me pay my bills let me go to work let me do this Mm -hmm. like there's way more responsibility yeah there's way more stuff going on so like you can get easily distracted doing your normal stuff Mm -hmm. and kind of like forget about those people not saying like you forget about them forever but like maybe they texted you yeah they texted you in the morning you kind of forgot about forgot about it until that evening or whatever Mm -hmm. but i think like how you said just being able to communicate that it's Mm -hmm. like I think for me, I've been in situations where I felt like I was giving so much of myself, like to try to keep the conversation going, try to like keep reaching out, see how you're doing, see how this is. Like there was instances where like I'm that type of friend where it's like if I see, let's say we're supposed to be hanging out or something and I see that you're struggling or something like that, like, okay, I got you. Like, let me know what you need me to do. Like, you need me to send this. I got you. Let me Mm -hmm. like, and in return, there were instances where like, it was the shoe was flipped and that energy wasn't given. Yeah. Um, and like, it kind of makes you think that's like, dang, why do I give so much of myself to somebody who they say is my best friend, who they mm-hmm. say is this and that, but they're not reciprocating that same energy back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes you like kind of second guess, like, dang, like, do I consider them a true friend? Like, mm-hmm. what is the real definition of like a true friend? Mm-hmm. If when, you're there when the times are good, but when times get bad, it's like, where you at, girl? Mm-hmm. Where you at? Are you here just for fun? Like, yeah. Like, am no. I just, like how you said, it's just like a convenience thing. So, like, when I get bored or when you mm-hmm. get bored, oh, let me hit this person up to hang out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a consistent <clears throat> thing. And I definitely agree with, like, how you were saying that, like, friendships change over time. Because, mm-hmm. like, there was, like, shout out to my best friend. <laughs> um, but, like. There was, like, my my childhood best friend, her name was Brianna, and we've literally, like, when I had my first birthday party, she was in a high chair beside me, (laughs) eating cake with me. Like, that's how, like, close we are. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, like, we're still close. We don't talk as much, Mm -hmm. but also because, like, I moved, like, out of, you know, our hometown area. She's been going through stuff with school and all that stuff. And then she's out of school now. And, like, we were we separated during school. Mm-hmm. We never went to the same school. Like, we always were in. Like, she was in a different county than me. So we never had that, like, oh, we're going to go to school together. Mm-hmm. Like, But as time goes on, like, if she's in D.C., she'll hit me up. If I'm down here and I have time, I'll hit her up. So it's, like, that type of friendship. Yeah. But we know in the back of our minds that, like, you still my girl at the end yeah, of the day. It's just that, like we're adults now and we've gone through that phase where Mm -hmm. like I can't hit you up every single day Mm -hmm. or we can't text every single day. Um, So I think that's like, and a lot of times that kind of happens with like those friends you made in college because now now you're no longer in college. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't see you every single day. So then it becomes kind of like a routine of like, Oh, we check on each other every once in a while. Mm -hmm. We might not talk every day, but we have that consistent contact, um, you know, like throughout the year or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just, sometimes it might fall off. Sometimes it might keep going. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's either because, you know, I we've kind of grown apart, which is fine. Yeah. Because people who you became friends with when you was 20 might not be able to be the friends that you go into your 30s with. Yeah. Like, sometimes people are just in your life for a season. 
<laughs> so it's like, so it's in some senses, it's like you might be hurt by it, but it's like everything happened for a reason. Yeah. So it's like maybe you were just that person that I needed like in that moment to get me through those moments. Mm-hmm. Now that I've gotten through those moments and I've grown from those moments, it's like I might take that energy and give it to somebody new mm-hmm. who's supposed to be in this next season of my life. Right. I think I was thinking underneath all the, I guess, distance and ebbing and flowing. Mm-hmm. It's like the connection that you have with people. Because I'm mm-hmm. sure there are people, sometimes you'll hear, like, they could go weeks, months without talking with each other. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they get back it's together, like, you know. There was no time in between. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely have friendships like that. Um, well, I ain't going to say I got friendships like that. I don't really got a lot of friends. I used, I mean, to, I got, I used I got, to have a friendship I like that. I what I need, but <laughs> I ain't got like that on that. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but, but and, and I think it's also because once you get older, like, those friends, like Michelle Obama said mm-hmm. in, um, when she was doing the book tour for her newest book, and she had, and it's on Netflix, mm-hmm. it's a kind of like an interview between her and Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that, like, I have a good, like, I think she called it like these are my set of like table friends. Like oh, my friends, that. like all the friends that I see myself talking to or being like, these are the friends that I'm going to keep for the rest of my life. Right. And that's kind of how she described it. She was like, there's some that have gone in and out. Yeah. There's some that are still consistent. Mm-hmm. And she was like, these are the friends that we can sit around a table and I can bring this friend from this group, this friend from mm-hmm. this experience and we can all come together and be friends. A lot of the times it don't work out like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I can mix my this my college friends from Coastal with mm-hmm. these my sorority sisters from JMU. Like mm-hmm. y'all might not mesh well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> and then in that sense, it's like kind of, it's kind of like, well, are those the people that are just were just in your life for that season, or are those like your real life friends that you know if they mix well together, like it's just chill because y'all all kind of like vibing. I think it can be different. Like, I don't think just, like, if you have, if you're using that example, like, Mm -hmm. just because your older friends can't Mm -hmm. hang out with you and your new crowd now, that that means they're there for a season. I think that's just what that relationship is. Mm -hmm. So, when I think about friendships, I do still, like, say, like, oh, I have a best friend. Um, I feel like I've, I've had... Like, I'll say, like, I had, like, two, three best friends. Uh-huh. Maybe four. Four, four. I'll say four. I'll say four best friends. Maybe maybe three now. I'll take it back. Three now. <laughs> or I have, like, a close friend, you know? Uh-huh. And then I just have maybe your friends, your acquaintances, mm-hmm. or the people that you know, you know, a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. And you can get along with all of them. It's yeah. just a matter of, I'm going to invite you to my house, and we're going to have a sleepover, <laughs> or, you know, movie night, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm a, I am may invite you out for, we going out to the club, something like that, and I just want to mm-hmm. crowd, you know. I'll invite you to, I don't know, the family cookout. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. So like you like, have friends for different occasions, yeah, kind of. Yeah, and it's not to, like, slight anyone or mm-hmm. say that people are better than others, but we know who we have a close bond with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, or, or a deeper bond with, I'll say, mm-hmm. like, people who know you in in depth yeah in depth. i cannot talk in depth i was about to in say depth. i've been i've been slurring my words all day like i'm drunk or something <laughs> i'm totally sober yeah <laughs> but people who like know you like they know where you came from mm-hmm. people who can really relate to you like yeah. uh, we look at uh, like our friendship so we met when we <laughs> not, a, we, not doing this again we back in 2019 yeah but even but even then when we met in 2019 like we like, obviously hey, how you doing it was it was like a kind of like, I had came into the sorority. She was already into it. Mm-hmm. We had, like, a 
con- like we I think our first time actually talking was like when we started doing like or when we actually because i don't think we met before we actually crossed like the day that we crossed no, cause that one in school yeah I so i think grown. the first time we actually met the was the day of our probate so then after that like we didn't really see each other again until yeah the group chat and then you came to homecoming, homecoming that yeah. year so from spring 2019 until october 2019 like we didn't speak well, 2019 mm-hmm because we crossed 2019 y'all did, oh thanks yeah and we did yeah because 2020 was the year i graduated okay, okay. and then obviously covid and stuff so yeah we crossed spring 19 and then i probably didn't see leela in person again until october of 2019 mm-hmm. and in between that period yes we had group chats and all of this stuff but it's different when you're like talking in a group compared to like yeah talking one-on-one mm-hmm. so then i think the next time we saw each other was graduation yeah what it had been but that would have been that would have been. Was that your, did you graduate the same year she did? I mean, I know she was no. She graduated twenty nineteen. So we would have we saw each other between. Oh. Yeah. So we saw. Let me let me redo that. We saw each other at your at show. my show. Then, then during that summer, we saw each other at Zelda's graduation party. One of our sorority sisters, which is maybe like that was end of May, probably something like that. Yeah, I think I think her graduation party was like end of May, early June, something like that. So within like a month and a half period. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we saw each other would have been October. And then after that, we didn't see each other again until Founders Day 2023, right? No. Yeah. This year? I don't think we saw each other. 2023. Yeah. What we was doing last year? Now we went to Norfolk State Homecoming. Okay, so last time we saw <laughs> each other. What are we doing? That's the last time we saw each other before Norfolk State's homecoming, which was October 2022. The last time we saw well, each other was October you. 2019. <laughs> Why I know you? It's been like how much uh, since when was that October? Why I know you like this? For real. But it's really been <laughs> why do I know you like this since March? Yeah. See, like, people always look. They say, oh, just like how me and Tiffany go at it and banner or whatever. They be thinking we've known each other for years. I mean, yes, we've known of each other for years, it but like nothing else in to fully then. no, I don't think there was anything between October twenty nineteen. Look, look at the uh, receipts, the pictures. Because I pictures. even if you went back to See, I JMU, I don't think I came back up because I was in another state. So I came back here twenty twenty one in Virginia, and then I didn't go to JMU's homecoming twenty twenty one. Uh huh. I think I went there. And I wasn't there. Right. And then COVID was 2020. And that's you when I graduated. Back. You said 2021. Then you went back to 2020. I know. <laughs> I, I went back for a second because I was like, all right, 2019, mm-hmm. October 2019. Mm-hmm. We didn't see each other in 2020 because that was COVID. And then 2021, the only time you would have been at JMU was during homecoming, which I wasn't at homecoming. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything for Founders Day 2021. You going why you go in October 2021? I don't know. I'm just saying, we never, we didn't do anything for Founders Day 2021. What happened last year? What did we do last year? Did we do last year anything during the early part of the year? I don't think so. No. No, we did. So I think we did, um, I don't think we did anything for Founders Day. But me, Kiera, Kiera, and Shakina had got together around like when we crossed like around that time oh, okay. and went to brunch together. So I don't, but I don't think we did anything for founders day, 2022. Oh, that's been a long. And day. if so, like it might've been like separated and stuff, okay. but we didn't do anything 
together. Wow. Yeah. I feel like this just. So literally the last time I saw you before October of 2021 (laughs) was October of 2019. (laughs) Or 2022, sorry. But also in between that, we will have like a group facetime calls or google calls yeah 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 but um, even with those like that, me yeah. and you never like like we never really had talked separate, yeah. like, one-on-one. it was more so like oh like the person i knew the most in those would be like zelda or shakina other than the people that like brought mm-hmm. me in and the people that right. i crossed with so like i would be more so talking to like zelda and shakina and lila would be there and i'd just be like oh hey oh hey girl I'm like, just like oh, sitting there looking crazy <laughs> But yeah, so it was it was a three year period. Yeah, and even just of then, us not not really seeing each other in person, just talking through like group chats. Yeah, and I feel like it wasn't until like April this year where we got our own first just me and you message thread. <laughs> no, <laughs> like for we've real. been in the group chat this whole time. Because even even Cause we even when like we seven yes to, to four three to yes, <laughs> and now even even like from when we went on a cruise together. Like that first, because we talked about, we put the podcast idea in the group chat. Mm-hmm. And we were still talking about in the group chat with Kier, because we was like, oh, Kier can be behind the, behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah. And then we was like, let's just, then I was like, all right, we're just going to individually talk about this <laughs> and like bounce ideas back and forth. So that, yeah, that was probably April. Oh, wow. That we actually like physically started talking to each other one on one without other people being. They <laughs> did some shit. <laughs> and now it's what? August 5th. April, May, June, July. And we be over here on each other's hip. (laughs) I thought you every day. I feel like. Every single day. (laughs) Since the first cruise, I feel like there ain't been a day where we have not talked. No. Not even. No, there might be days where like both of us are super busy and we might send like. One or two things. Yeah. And we might not individually talk every day. But we always talk at least in the group chat. This just shows the diversity and complexity of friendships. Facts. Facts. Like, and how something can change so quick. Wow. How it can go from just being, like, two passing buses, two passing trains or whatever, (laughs) however that analogy goes, to being, like, hey, girl, so what are you doing this week? Are you coming? (laughs) (laughs) We're complaining about who said what. Like, this girl be at my parents' house. Like, right now we're at my parents' house. I was in here by myself. (laughs) I was like, shut up, TV. I said, no, because like, no, I got, okay, so I got, what she means by she was in her environment. So <laughs> I was, I got home. That's trust. And for Thank real. You for I, I do trust your friend. I knew you ain't going to do nothing crazy. I mean, if anything, I know where you live. No, just wait. I really don't know where you live exactly. But, um, <laughs> and so I got, I got home around like 1230. My parents was leaving out. I said, oh, where y'all going? They said they were going to the grocery store. I said, oh, let me let me tag along so I can get some groceries. <laughs> let me tag along so I don't got to pay for my grocery this week. <laughs> so I go, and I'm like, I call Lila. I'm like, hey, how far you out? She was like, I should be there around 210, 209. I said, all right, cool. I said, well, I'm going to go to the store with my parents, <laughs> but my car keys are sitting in my purse in my passenger seat. So just grab the keys out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let yourself in. <laughs> Came in here, sat down for a little bit. Let the dog. <laughs> she let the dog out. <laughs> she, she sent me a video of my son, a.k.a. my dog, because I ain't got no kids. But <laughs> That's so She funny. was like, Bentley whining. Yeah. I said, you can go ahead and let him out. Go ahead and let him out. But yeah, it's just it's just the the drastic change that has happened since mm. then. That's crazy. Mm, 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 mm. 
but I feel like with that, I think our friendship has grown so quickly is because we're so much alike and we reciprocate each other's energy. Period. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> I think it's just because we, <clears throat> like, with our emotional intelligence and our, like, emotional availability for each other, it's because we go through similar things. Like, mm-hmm. we obviously have different jobs and we have different lives, but, like, there's certain aspects from my job mm-hmm. and certain aspects from her jobs job that relates. So it's like, dang, you unhappy in your job when you're doing this? Well, shoot, I'm unhappy in my job when mm-hmm. I'm doing this. So it's like then we really can have empathy for each other yeah. because we are going through it at mm-hmm. the same time, pretty much. And I feel like that makes me think because, like, you know who you, who you are, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, and how you are with, like, your personality, like, your communication style. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm very much a person of, like, if I talk about people or I talk about things, like, oh, I want somebody who's supportive, kind, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's not because I want them to give all of that to me. It's because, like, I, I give know, that to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I feel like we have the same. And that's not to be, like, put down on other friends. Any other friends, yeah. But just like some other people, they operate in emotions differently. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But sometimes that make it, makes it difficult if you're having friendships with people who are on two different sides of the, of mm-hmm. the balance. Mm-hmm. And you try to have to like even it out so that, you know, like I have a friend, like maybe you know, I let them have their space. Mm-hmm. But when I need some extra communication, they know that, okay, maybe I need to like check yeah. in on her a little bit more frequently. And that works fine, but mm-hmm. there becomes a struggle when you don't acknowledge that. Yeah. And I think for us, like, we also be knowing when, like, maybe the other person is just, like, annoyed or irritated. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, I'm going to just, I'm gonna just let her simmer for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just let her simmer for a little bit. And, it, and it's truly because, like, we just be thinking so much alike mm-hmm. that it's just like, yeah, the way she responded right now, she seemed like she not, yeah. she not in the mood at all. It's never like, you know, sometimes you like double text like, hey, did you respond to that? It's like, I just, she'll get to it when she can. Yeah. Like. And then it's like, all right, cool. She responded. I right, I know she yeah. good now. Like, but it's like, it that's just how it be. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, let me be mad. Let me be upset. Mm-hmm. Like, none of that. Now, little sometimes she be, she be. <laughs> Wait, what you gonna say? Lily be having her little sly comments sometimes. <laughs> I remember one time. I remember one time we was talking about guys that or man. something. No, I'm not talking about the other day. What was that? I'm talking about the first time when you was like, <laughs> you was like, yeah, because you got a couple scrubs that you be talking to. I said, well, damn, that's ruthless. No, because if I need to get context, no. It wasn't even. It was just more so like she was telling me that I shouldn't. I shouldn't text or or like reach out to this person. She was more so just like you know, yeah, let it go. And I was like, well, what if you know, just let me try. Uh And she was like, she was like, I was like, I was pretty much saying like it's not worth it, blah 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 blah. (laughs) And she was like, but you still talk to your scrubs, and I'm like, but I was like, I think roster. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. That roster is dead. <laughs> that was news. But it's just, I think it was more so like, I was like, dang. But I think for me, like, <laughs> even though, even though, like, I don't see them as like, I think it's because I didn't see them as scrubs because mm-hmm. I had disassociated myself when it came to the emotional aspect mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. So I literally just saw them as male friends at that point. Like, <laughs> I knew I won't going to be with you. So mm-hmm. I took out that emotional part. So it's like, you could be a scrub with somebody else. Yep. Cause you ain't gonna be a scrub with me I'm because I don't have that emotional mm-hmm. attachment to you anymore. Yeah. So I think I was just like, dang, that's not really how I look at them. I just look <laughs> at them as my male friends because I don't want nothing from but at this point. Too, don't be keeping people like 
why why are we keeping people around mm-hmm. for no reason but i think i think sometimes some of the guys that like for instance some of the guys i've met in dc i think some of them I hit them up for reasons mm-hmm. that have nothing. Yeah. So, like, oh, I might text this person, like, hey, yo, what's going on this weekend? Or, like, for instance, my brother make edibles. So, I'd be like, oh, yo, like, let me get the plug, whatever. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So, it's like, that's, in my Who's mind, that's what. Yeah. Or sometimes I just, like, sometimes it just be as simple as, oh, you trying to hang out, like, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, hanging out as friends. But it's like once I feel like there's no, mm-hmm. like you don't need anything from me and I don't need anything from you or no want or anything like that, then it's like, all right, cool. We can go our separate ways, like whatever, whatever. But if once I hang, like once I feel like there's no necessity from mm-hmm. it or there's no more want from it and that's like, and I'm not going to say I'm just going to cut that person off. Mm-hmm. Like I make sure that like yeah. they're still good. But like once I feel like there's no more need there or energy there then i have no problem with being like all right cool let me just cut my time yeah i think that's hard for me (laughs) because i mean to be honest like i'm not gonna waste my time talking to nobody i'm sorry like Mm -hmm. if you anybody family Mm -hmm. friends co-workers like i I, the people who are in my life i want to be able to dedicate and give them the energy that Mm -hmm. i want them to give to me like i want them to to know about my life i want Mm -hmm. them to be able to support me and if I'm just talking to you just to talk to you, that's a waste of my time and energy. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Not saying I never do that, but it's just like I don't got like a, I don't I don't have a lot of acquaintances. I feel mm-hmm. like like I feel like I form not I won't say deep relationships, but I form nice bonds with people that I come into contact with. Yeah, because I'm a good person. Okay, and I don't know <laughs> if y'all might be able to hear this ringing in the background, but I don't know. But I don't know if I also like keep the people around that are in the that nova dc area mm-hmm. because like they might put me in contact with somebody else yeah like another female that i can be friends with like yeah. something like that so i think that's another reason that like because for instance a lot of the guys that i know back in richmond area i don't really talk to them no more because mm-hmm. it's like what am i talking friends people? of convenience <laughs> but i think it was it's and it's not i'm not even saying it's like oh i just cut you off it was just mm-hmm. like a reciprocated thing. It's just the distance. It yeah, pickles. it just, yeah. Like, I'm not just going to bluntly just be like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk to you no yeah. more. Like, like I'm not going to do something like that. Never. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it'll, it'll fizzle out and be like, oh, like, we might have kept in contact for a little bit when I first moved up here. And then it was just like, oh. Yeah. Then it just be like, oh, well, mm, I don't really need to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. So, damn. What was we talking about before I said? Oh, and then the <laughs> second time. Now I remember the second time. Oh, this week. I you still this week. Yeah. This when week. you was like, you was like, you be like some interesting looking <laughs> man. And in my mind, I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, you could just kept that to yourself. But no, I did make a statement. Cause <laughs> listen, if you ever come into either one of our DMs, best believe it's gonna get, your picture gonna get screenshot. Or mm-hmm. DM message or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hinge, whatever. You, we sending it back and forth. Yeah, I'm like, what you think? I just want to, that's just not what I was expecting. And I said me that. And, me and Leela mm-hmm. have very, I feel like they could some, taste, some tastes are different. Bit. Yeah. Because, like, you're a cruise bay. Like, I found him attractive <laughs> as well. So, like, there's people that we both will find attractive. But it's like, some of them, I'm that's just like. Reality. I feel like that's where things get a little. Yeah. Sometimes Different. I just be like, Lila, who the fuck is that? Because it was good with cornball, <laughs> and I don't think that was your speed. Hell no. Nah. 
<laughs> it was giving not even at one my speed. I think it was just she I was a rough neck. Oh, it's up. Here we are, the semi-automatic with the. bitch, I just begun. All right, but um, and don't even say that. I, I don't want no hood nigga. <laughs> you can't even say it for real. <laughs> okay, I really okay. We gonna talk about that a whole different a whole different episode. Ooh, like that'll be a good episode. Yes, this. like what 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 type of men we want yeah. or the qualities that we look for yeah 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 yeah. we might that might be our next episode that's, so y'all gonna have to, got, that's already on our topic list we need to pull it out yeah right that might be our next our next one mm-hmm. i was gonna say too even though i was like i don't know was i was i throwing shade <laughs> about that i like i acknowledge i was like yeah i know that some of the people that i may send you y'all probably like won't be feeling that as well uh-huh. <laughs> so i was thinking about that last man kiera sent us that was, at the, that was at the day party. <laughs> I said, "Ooh, baby, that's a no for me." I looked at it. We was, oh, we was, oh, we were out together. I said, "What is this?" <laughs> now, that right there, like, look, that right there was not it. All right, now. we could both agree on that one. We could both agree said, on that one. She agreed too. Yeah, I was like wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think, I think, like, like me and Lila, Lila were saying, it's just like the the energy is reciprocated with both of us so that's why like the relationship has just the mm-hmm. friendship has just grown yeah as fast as it has yeah. and, and i think go ahead sorry <laughs> so if you're ever wondering like why <clears throat> like if maybe if you like you always see this friend or you're always there to this coworker, you see that mm-hmm. you're always are talking or whatever but it's something missing or maybe y'all are like bumping heads a lot mm-hmm. then maybe that's why because you have different values mm-hmm. that's also what it comes back to like what you value mm-hmm. and what is of most importance to you and mm-hmm. that is expressed in how you speak and how you carry yourself yeah because i think that's i think some like a lot of the values that me and you share are similar ones like we're both family oriented like we're both no i ain't gonna i ain't gonna lie my my spirituality journey has (laughs) wavered very much but so but we're both like spiritual innocence like Mm -hmm. we're both religious in that sense alila is just a little bit more religious than me in a sense (laughs) but we're both like we just have a lot of similar values and i think like a lot of times we look for similar things in people or similar traits Mm -hmm. in people so that's why we just gravitate towards each other that's probably why some of y'all friendships ain't working out because you only want somebody to look good beside you in a picture (laughs) <laughs> All right, and on that note, <laughs> like what? What is the reason that you are talking to whoever it is that you're talking to? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what purpose do they serve in your life? Not that they have to give you anything or do anything for you, but but there's what it, is it about them? Like, you don't want it to like how you were just saying. Like, most people have a purpose when they come into your life. Mm-hmm. Or there's like some reason that they came into your how life. They, how do they benefit you? Yes, and it's not it, that doesn't make you like oh I only want something from mm-hmm. them. Like that's just there's there's like, like the like, benefit that I money, get. Like, yeah, the benefit I get from Leela is that I have a genuine friendship mm-hmm. with somebody that like I can relate to and express my feelings with and do all these things with, explore with, travel with, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Like that's the benefit that we get from that. That's not me getting monetary funds from her. Right. That's not her it. giving me energy that I'm not giving. <laughs> what you just say? I said I ain't got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, I guess we the broke besties together. <laughs> Psych, I'm just stop playing. But, Ooh, um. Scotch broke bandits. 
I ain't gonna claim that I ain't broke. No, nah. I ain't broke never that. I just I ain't mean I mean I got a lot. I got a little some stuff. Yeah, 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 Oh, the seven signs. The seven signs. Mm, the one that, that I had sent you. So, yeah. Oh, people who aren't empathetic. They're getting along well. Self-awareness. with your strengths and weaknesses. Imp- yeah, the yeah, intimacy, yeah. commitment, defensive. Speaking of that, those oh, that, that was it? ways of how, if you're trying to identify someone who may be. Now, don't be going out there looking emotionally at people. Intelligent. Like, oh, are you emotionally unintelligent? Are you? But, and this is all on Google now. Google search. Yeah. People who, like, lack intimacy like they maybe they're afraid of intimacy or they don't get intimate oh I um, found it. as yeah. far as like having a close relationship maybe they lack commitment they get defensive easily mm-hmm. they aren't available maybe literally mm-hmm. they don't emphasize not empathize, empathize. <laughs> <laughs> they they struggle with empathizing empath- like those yeah. are the, those are the steps of like or this not the steps the signs of somebody who could be emotionally unintel or not unintelligent, unavailable. Struggle with getting close to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. I was like, I couldn't remember for if emotional I emotional unavailability. Yeah. Oh. I couldn't remember if it was under emotional intelligence or emotional unavailability. Yeah. But um <clears throat> to end this, we just want people to understand, use and manage like their that. emotional intelligence. But also just like if you feel as though the energy that you're giving is not being reciprocated, like mm-hmm. just reevaluate yeah. that friendship. And it's OK to cut people off when they're not benefiting you mm-hmm. or they're just not bringing you positive energy, whether that be friends, family, like coworkers, any of that. Um, because a lot of people be like, oh, I can't cut off my family because they're my family. Sometimes them be the worst one. And even I think sometimes if you, because I feel like I have a relative who had a, I couldn't, I can't snip, snip, snip completely. Uh huh. But like, you I kind of just pull back my, a little bit. Like mm-hmm. how they access me. Like, I don't seek them out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't seek them out and I go about my business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it, when I say cut off, like, you know, physically got to be like, oh, I'm never going to talk to this person mm-hmm. ever again. That's like a very dire situation. Like, you know, if, if there was some type of like trauma that happened mm-hmm. and you cut somebody off. But it could be something as simple as Lila said, like taking away your access. Mm-hmm. So you're not as easily access accessible mm-hmm. to them. Um Simple like that. Or, you know, if they keep asking you for money, child, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Can't give it to you. Um, so no. just <laughs> say it with me. No. <laughs> and no is a complete sentence. Period. So, yeah. But that's all for this one. Wow. We didn't even say we didn't sing at the beginning. <gasps> we just dove right in today. Like we, I feel like we didn't do that last time. What? We didn't say our names or anything like that. Well, at this point, this is the fifth episode. Y'all know our names. Y'all yeah. know what we sound like. Right back if you don't know who it is. You know what it is already. It's Big Road Little T. You know what it is? Period. Yeah. Uh, I just want to rough. I can't do it. Well, we'll see you guys next time.
Thank you for joining Worth More Than a Voice Note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and hit us up in the group chat. Next time, y'all might hear about our qualities that we look for, the attributes that we look for, yeah. the traits. So if you single, ready to mingle. Tune into the next Bring episode, baby. Here, boy. Oh, my God. All right. We got to go. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs>